Checking out the podcast, you know, she did something in his kitchen and things have never been the same. What did she do? Yeah, I got some Nira friend drama. Plus, if you answer yes to these three questions, you're more likely to be happy in a committed relationship. Sounds like a test. It is. (laughs) Can you start at four? We have some Stranger Things drama. But first, would you call yourself an old one? Take a listen. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Would you call yourself an old one? An old soul. Ooh. My friend is convinced that her oldest daughter is an old soul. Mm-hmm. She's like, look at her. She's only five. She's wise beyond her years. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's really like quite serious about life. Pensive. Pensive. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, I think, I think she's lived before. Yeah. <laughs> I say that about my son, my eldest, all the time. I said it since the moment he was born. Really? He's an old soul. Shay. Yes. Shout out. How old is he? Shay's now 11. And you've been saying this since he was born? Since he was born. Just the way he would gaze at us. You want to know something trippy? Hmm? I googled old souls Mm -hmm. and I was reading all about them. The number one sign that you're an old soul is if your parents, specifically your mother, start referencing that to you as a baby. Yeah, it was right away. Like right away. That's so weird. It was, uh, I just, the way he would just stare at me and it wasn't creepy. It was just, he was so wise. Like I wanted to ask him for advice, but he was a baby. It's like I'm eight weeks old. You know what I mean? Did you know there's two kinds of old souls? No. There's the kind that people think like you've lived before. Yeah. The reincarnation version. The reincarnation version, which I think is cool. Mm -hmm. Or there's just like you are just wise beyond your years. You Mm -hmm. see the big picture. You're very calm. You're very compassionate. You're empathetic. That's the other kind of Hmm. old soul. I don't, I mean, mine was just more along the lines of the way he would constantly be searching mm. through just through his eyes he'd be searching and he was always just so very calm and mm. chill even as a baby yeah whoa i mean don't get me wrong he had his gassy issues right <laughs> <laughs> like, we had, maybe he did in his former life you too. know we had some rough nights <laughs> right. a lot of tummy issues you know colic and stuff all right. that happened witching hours all that yeah. happened some grape water thrown in the mix <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah lots, lots of grape right. water yes. yes but yeah and i wasn't the only one there are so many people that would say that when they would meet him too dude his first couple of years like he's such an old soul the perfect example of your son being an old soul. You and I took our kids to fly over Canada. Love fly over Canada. We met at Canada Place. <laughs> and our two, my, my oldest son, Luke, and your middle son, Avi, mm-hmm. right away clicked. They're like these tall, gangly guys. They started just jumping and doing like parkour all over <laughs> Canada Place. We were like, what is that? Running through puddles. Right into the puddles. Racing. Instant best friends. Where's Shay, your older son? He's over reading the historical facts on Canada Place. <laughs> yeah. Like on the plaque. And he's like, Mama, come and check this out. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. my God. They have all those plaques like lined up. Yes. Right? Right yes. by the water. Yes. And he was going from plaque to plaque. Yes. And just learning. And learning. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Yes, wow. yes, yes. But it is, it, isn't it interesting that sometimes, I mean, it's kind of messed up, but you want to go to your child for advice on life. Do you ever? Well, no, you want to sometimes because right. like you have these, you have this old soul vibe. Yeah. You want to just go up and be like, yo, uh, so what you... So what should I do here? <laughs> what should I do here? He's like, I'm 10. Your dad stayed a little too late last night. <laughs> it's like, I'll talk to him. <laughs> 
Molly and Nira. Virgin. How to improve our children's brain function. You've heard this maybe a few times. Children are our future. Yes. Right? They really are. Yes. How do we improve children's brain function? Because science has an answer. And I'm pretty sure parents and teachers are going to be loving this. Okay. Children's chores improve brain function. Yes. Ha-ha. Yes. Children who regularly help around the home with chores will perform better academically and have stronger problem-solving skills in life. So if you're one of those parents like, well, I'm fine, whatever, however they are at school, because not everybody, you know, you like, let them do their thing. Sure. Fine. But don't you want them to have better problem-solving skills just in life in general? Yes. So no matter how you look at it, children's chores improve brain function. Requiring your kids to do chores on a regular basis may be associated with them having better academic performances, problem-solving skills, according to this brand new research. And they say that some chores specifically work better. For example, for example, the ones that are... Come on, cleaning the toilet, cleaning the toilet, (laughs) cleaning the toilet. Children who cook a family meal, yeah, or weed the garden on a regular basis are more likely to excel in other aspects of life. Interesting. What? It's cool. Okay, I have a a real mom-to-mom question for you, Nira. Yeah. Because your kids are 11... 11, 9, and 5. 11, 9, and 5. Okay, mine are 6 and a half and 3 and a half. Do you let your kids cook? Not yet because I don't want the work. It's so much work. Okay. They want, they they definitely have shown interest. Okay. Mama, can I come over? Can I do that? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm in a hurry. I'm always in a hurry. That's my you thing. You and I both have a very picky eater in our families yes. as well. Yes. And that's always what they say. Like, invite them into the kitchen. Yes. Get them involved. But I, it's scary. Yes. The knife and you got to get the stool. And it, you're right. It's messy. It's more work for you. But like. Because you have to sit there and stare at first. <laughs> Really watch, make sure it's all happening. I know. You know? Yeah. And I want them. I was I was cooking when I was like eight, nine years old. So was I. And so th- that's why I don't understand what's wrong with me. But I also feel that I had a very dysfunctional childhood. So did I. So, yeah. And I don't want. And so a lot of those right. chores that I had are for me ingrained with dysfunction. And so then. Like, and too much responsibility too, too much, early. Too much. My parents both had to work a yep. lot. They were immigrants to this country. They were always working. Mm-hmm. And. I took care of myself, my younger brother, a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that on my kids at all. Right. Because that's what was put on me. But then I feel like now they're not doing enough chores. Okay, but you have to remember your childhood is not your kid's childhood. I know. Trust me, I paid a lot in therapy to learn that. I know. And then I think I did so many other chores too. We had a giant garden. Mm-hmm. And a, one of my biggest chores was I had to take buckets and buckets of rocks out of the garden and always go oh throw God. them over the fence. No wonder you have a bad back. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. 604-280-0945. We need a mega Stranger Things fan to call us right now. We just want to pick your brain about something about the show Stranger Things. People are obsessed. Well, you heard in my biz yesterday that Stranger Things is now the most watched show, season four, the most watched show English language on Netflix. Nira and I are majorly first world probleming, stressing out because we stopped watching Stranger Things after season two. 
Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't even finish season two. I felt like... I didn't either. Yeah, I watched season one. I started season two. And I don't feel as bad because then I started reading up about this a lot yesterday Mm -hmm. about the different seasons because you and I both were like, well, can we just skip to season four? Yeah, I was like, can't we just start at four? Can we start at four? Uh, I read about it and I I heard that it's not that season two is not good, but out of all the seasons, season two is the most subpar. Okay. Hence why we may have felt that way. Okay, we did. We got got into season two. And season one was so good and different and I loved it. Yes. And then we had Sam call up. She's actually a healthcare worker nurse who had to run to work, but quickly wanted to say to us, definitely not. You cannot just skip to season four, guys. You cannot just go to four because every episode of every season is full of important information. If you miss one, you miss an entire hour of extremely important events. A lot of backstory, important characters, you're going to be confused. Okay, now you know some shows like I'm watching the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show on Disney Plus and they do a little recap before each episode. And then sometimes at the beginning of the season on shows, they'll do like a what happened last season on whatever. Of course. You don't think that would be enough information? I think we could start at four. I think we'd be able to figure out stranger things. I'm going with Nurse Sam. She's a nurse. She's smart. Yeah. She's telling us. Do not just skip to season four. She mm. wants us to do the work also. She's a loyal fan of Stranger Things. Do she, the work. Well, yeah, I understand that. I would be very annoyed if someone all of a sudden is like, mm, yeah, Stranger Things season four. Wasn't it amazing? Uh, but not even have like one yeah. and four. Okay, I would I'll- be annoyed as a Stranger Things fan. I'd be like, no, watch season two, watch season three, do the work, know your business. Let's say good morning to line one. Hi there. Oh, good morning. Who's this? Oh, my name is Ashley. Ashley? Angie, A-N-G-I-E. Oh, Angie, I'm sorry. Okay, Angie, you're a big Stranger Things okay. fan. Oh, yeah, huge fan. Okay, so tell us, Angie, because we have seen season one. We've seen a couple episodes of season two, but we really want to get to four. What should we do? Oh, I would highly recommend following through with season three because there's things that they reference and really great cliffhangers that really build up for season four. Oh, mm. a cliffhanger. Okay. okay. And do you do you agree with the things that I've been reading online about season two being the subpar season of all the seasons? Oh, I really like season two. <laughs> I was going to say, can we at least skip season two and go three and four? But no, you think we got to go two, three, okay. four. Okay. And the- <laughs> uh, cause I mean, because the actor for Will, uh, he does an incredible performance in season two and it just it, oh yeah, it's definitely worth watching. I okay, think. all right. Okay, Thank we've got to watch. We've yeah. got to watch it. And also, going back to the original question that we had, we need to rewatch season one. I think. <sighs> you know, this how is you a s- big commitment. Remember how you said first world problems? <laughs> season four better be good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Holly and Nira, and now the biz with Nira. Whose body do you want? Celebrity, celebrity body. I'm getting all verklempt. I was going to say yours, but celebrity, okay. <laughs> a celebrity body. That's today's top biz story. Research was done. It put together an analyzed list of male and female celebrities whose workout routines are the most searched for. Okay. So people aren't going to plastic surgeons and saying, just change my body. They're like, no, I want to work towards that type of a body. Whose body are, are your goals? And number one for men, Chris Hemsworth. <sighs> Number one for men and women. <laughs> oh, I want yeah. that body. He's got a good one. Oh, my Lord. And number two, The Rock. Jacked up. J-j-jacked. Anytime he's like in a suit, it always makes me laugh. I'm like, yeah. is that stretchy fabric? Because like, how do you not break buttons? It's custom. 
His suits of course. are obviously always going to be custom. And then Henry Cavill. Okay. Uh, Cavill? 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 I think it's Cavill. Yeah, I always say Cavill. Yeah, it sounds fancier. Doesn't Hello, it? I'm Henry Cavill. Superman? Yeah, Superman. So it makes sense. You're going from Thor, The Rock, yeah. to Superman. Those are the bodies that people, they want to know their workout routines. How they work out. What type of weights they're doing. How many reps they're doing. Heavy, a lot, right? four times a day. There's your And answer. because this is all about fitness, I, I don't feel bad also talking about it. Because it's not people copying. They actually want to work towards this. Or dieting. No. Uh, yeah, no, not well, I'm dieting. sure that's a part of it. Yes, but. but workout, really their workout routine. And then uh, for women, number one was Kendall Jenner. Oh, from the gender, uh, from the gender clan, the okay. Kardashian gender clan. And I know she's the one who is a supermodel. So you would think, oh, she's super, she's super skinny. She is thin, but she's also very fit. She's mm-hmm. a very muscular woman. Yeah, she does a lot of like Pilates and yoga. Yeah. She's got that beautiful body type. Yeah, and she really does work out hard. And then she beat out her sister, who's number two, Kim Kardashian. Okay, you know what? Okay. And that's one thing too. Kim Kardashian works out a lot. It's funny because she doesn't post about it. Not really. Like I, I don't remember ever there, seeing a video about it. There is no way you can have a booty like that. No. And have a fat tummy like that and an hourglass figure like that without mm-hmm. the workouts that she does. Mm-hmm. Hence why people want to know what is that workout? Yeah. Right? But she's had a lot of help, everybody. Mm. That's not just working out. <laughs> let's be real. There's probably, well, or is she being real? No, let's be fake. Let's, let's be, be, let's not. And Brie Larson also on the list, Captain Marvel. Okay. From the Avengers. Yeah, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she's got, she works really hard for her body. Katy Perry, you know how she is a judge on American Idol? There's this rumor, I'm going to say it's a tabloid rumor because I don't know how much clout this has. Katy Perry allegedly wants her ex's music banned from American Idol. And that ex is John Mayer. She's just like triggered as soon as she hears it. Yes. She's like, ah. Yeah. So a few times, a few contestants have performed John Mayer's song. <laughs> and then she laughs it off. But now off camera, she's like straight up and like, no, guys, like, seriously, I can't handle this anymore. You oh. can't. I know. You need to move on, honey. How much truth do you think is in there? I also, don't know. not every song is about you. He's dated a lot of women, Katy Perry. Well, I don't think she's thinking the yeah, songs she is. She's like, my body, my body is a wonderland. No, I don't think that's <laughs> what's happening. I think that song was made before her. Anyways. Also, that song was written for Jennifer Love Hewitt. True story. Google it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was. That was. You're right. Uh, Britney Spears, Sam Asghari, they have an ironclad prenup. It's finally been figured out. From what we're hearing, Sam won't get any of Britney's previous earnings if they divorce. She is worth $60 million and she keeps all of that if Good. they split. But it's Good. more about what happens from today forward right. with yeah, their yeah, relationship. Yeah. I'm Nira, and that's The Biz. Who's your daddy? Who's your baby? It's time to play Holly and Nira's dad Yes, we want to celebrate Father's Day this Sunday. Treat your dad with an exotic driving experience in a Ferrari and an Audi R8 from Scenic Rush and a surf and turf lunch at Furry Creek Golf Course. Golf and Country Club, I mean, come on. Amazing. We're going to make this an epic prize for dad. Just got to play this game with us. It's called Dadagories. We're going to give you, it's a trivia game, okay? We're going to give you some different categories. You get three answers right in 30 seconds. You win. The key to Dadagories is that every answer starts with the letter D. Letter D. If a category seems too hard, you just can't put your finger on it. Just say pass. We'll go to the next category. We'll help you win. Let's say good morning to Tanya in Fort Moody who's playing with us this morning. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning. All right, Tanya, who's this for in your life? My husband. He's a father of a four-year-old. Oh, so cute. What's his name? 
Holly asks you about the first category, okay? You got 30 seconds. Three and 30. You got this. Okay. Okay, and if it's too hard to say, pass, and we'll go to the next category, okay? Good. Here we yeah. go, Tanya. You got this. Okay, all awesome. the answers are letter D. Okay. okay. Name a place in the world that starts with the letter D. Delhi. Very good. Okay. Something you'd find at home that starts with the letter D. Dishwasher. Very good. Okay, a person's name that starts with D. Danny. You got it. There you go. You yes. got it. Okay, congratulations, Tanya. You got yourself. Well, no, you got it. You got it no, for I... your husband. Exactly. The most epic, the most epic Father's Day experience, a driving experience in a Ferrari and an Audi R8 from Scenic Rush. Oh, my gosh. Come on. That's so awesome. He's going to love it. It's a crazy nice prize. Congratulations and happy Father's Day to Daddy Matt. Okay, stop with the daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Tanya. Have an amazing day. Happy Father's Day to Matt and all the daddies this uh, Sunday. The dads this Sunday. We're going to play again tomorrow morning at 7.30. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. If you answer yes to these three questions, you're more likely to be in a happier, committed relationship. Love and marriage, love and marriage. This is according to extensive research. Not extensive research. Yeah. Okay. By people who are really smart. Not smart people. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you answer yes to these three questions, you're more likely to be in a happier, committed relationship. I'm going to pretend, uh, I'm going to use you as an example. Okay. Okay. Because I need to use names in these (laughs) questions. Okay. Wait, are we married in this pretend world? Okay, sure. Yes. Why not? Okay. Holly, were you satisfied with your life before you met Nira? Oh, God. Oh, I feel like this is a trick. Oh, God. Holly, were you satisfied with your life before you met Nira? No. Yes. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was a trick. I knew it. I knew it. Because you have to be like happy with yourself before you can meet somebody. Damn it. I knew it. Question number two. Holly, were you free from negative thoughts? Before you met Nira. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yes. 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 No negativity. <laughs> Holly, did you have a positive effect before you met Nira? A positive effect? Just like it, thinking, regardless, in some way, shape, or form, whether to friends, whether to family, whether to work, whether to yourself, did you have any kind of positive effect? Before you met Nira. Again, I feel like this is a trick. No? Mm, your answer should be yes. 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 All right. Yes. I see what they're doing here. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. These are the three questions. If you can answer yes to these three questions, then you are going to be more happier in a committed relationship. Can you say them again? Uh, so let's say I'll use us again. Okay. Sure. Holly, were you satisfied in your life before you met Nira? Holly, were you free from negative thoughts before you met Nira? Holly, did you have a positive effect before you met Nira? Mm-hmm. Research is showing over and over and over again that people who answered yes to these questions are significantly more likely to be happy 
in a committed relationship, just happier in general. Because a person who is happy outside of their relationship is far more likely to be happier inside their relationship. Yeah. So if you felt satisfied in stuff you were doing in your life before you got together and committed, uh, if you were kind of having more positive thoughts in general about yourself and not being so negative, uh, if you had a positive effect on other people, other things, other places, your other environments, you're more likely to be happier. So it really is. I know it's going to sound super cheesy and it's so cliche. Nobody can make you happy until you're happy with yourself first. Nira, yes. my favorite Peloton instructor, Cody Rigsby, always yes. says, if you don't love you, yeah. you'll never find a boo. Yeah. It's exactly if, right. He's right. If you don't love you, you won't find a boo. Or no. no. If you, okay, let's see. Okay, if you don't love you, may, you may still find a boo. Right. But will you be happy with your boo? Right. No. Because you're not happy with you. You got to be happy with you. You got to do some work on yourself first. And then you'll definitely be happier in a relationship. So you got to be able to answer yes to those three questions. How would you and your husband fare in this situation? Um, yeah, I was pretty satisfied. You were so young. I was so young, but I was pretty satisfied. Okay. Yeah, I was a pretty satisfied person, like in general. Yeah, yeah. Happy, positive. Oh, yeah. And okay. then free from negative thoughts. Oh, yep. yeah, for sure. Um, positive effect. Yeah. Okay. I did. And I think Gary would too. I think Gary would say yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was being like tied down when I was with him. And you didn't feel like to make my life happy or complete, I need this. No. You had that before, with or without him. Yes. Whoa, you're healthy. Well, I mean, you I were. <laughs> Get up, Holly and Nira. You're waking up with Holly and Nira on 94.5 Virgin Radio. Bad parent alert. Bad parent alert. Stop asking your kids this question right away. I always ask them, how's your day? That one's okay. Did you have a good day? That one's okay. What's not okay? Asking your kids what they want to be when they grow up. How dare you? Too much pressure. Yeah. Too much pressure. Experts say asking a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? Triggers them into all kinds of things. Nira and I had no idea. It, it makes them think when you grow up, you don't get to be a kid anymore. That it's not that fun. That you have to be an adult. Mm. They're like, don't ask your children what they want to be when they grow up. Because are we also trying to say that adulting is really not cool but it sucks (laughs) the reality you mean we don't want to give them reality of what it's gonna be i guess not i guess let them figure it out later okay so i was in india and i was hanging out with my cousins i was still in high school and i remember one of our uncles came up to us and you know was talking to us and i'm hanging out with my cousins from india and from canada and from like us we're all together like you know a whole bunch of us and um all my cousins had all these like really intense answers Okay. What do you want to be? Like a civil engineer? Yeah, one's like an engineer. Another one said like a doctor, a medical mm-hmm. doctor. I'm going to mm-hmm. be a surgeon. And he got to me and I was like, you know, I'm not really sure yet. I, I'm still thinking about it, is what I said. Ooh. I was the one who got ostracized in that group. I did. Really? Like, oh, yeah. Then he went and had a talk with my mom and was like, you oh. know, clearly she's, you know, where's her goals? Where's her this? Okay. No, I'm no joke. How old were you at the time? I think maybe I was... 13, 12 or 13 Who or knows something. what they want to do at 13? Okay. I, I, I thought my answer was pretty smart because I was being honest. Yeah. And I was still trying to figure things out. I'm just going to say, I'm not trying to throw these cousins under the bus. Okay? Can't but, wait for you to throw them under the bus. But no, she did not become a surgeon. 
The other one, he did not become a civil engineer. Like, not that it's wrong to have those things, but right. they all spat out what they thought parents, adults wanted to hear. I spat out what I was actually thinking. Mm. And when someone actually gives you what they're thinking, especially children, what we're supposed to do with our ears is listen. Just listen. So what do the other cousins do now? <laughs> they're do they trouble. do a morning show in Vancouver? <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> yes. Pulse Malone is coming to Vancouver, you guys. November the 6th, Rogers Arena, the 12 Carat Tour featuring Roddy Rich is going to be a super fun night. Tickets for Post Malone go on sale this Friday, June 17th, 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster.ca. Yeah, that, that's tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow, Tickets yeah. go on sale tomorrow. Yeah, can you believe it already? No, uh, tomorrow is June 17th. You want these Beat the Street tickets. I mean, why buy them when you can win them? And right now, we are looking for caller number 25 to get these posty tickets. Is this Stephanie in Surrey? Yes. yes. Stephanie. Yes, yes, yes. Congratulations. Yes, yes. We're echoing. Yay! Yay! Who do you got with you? Yes. Stephanie, who's My your crew? My kids are so excited. Who are, who are your kids? Um, I got Dylan, Donald, and Isabella in the car with me. Aw, Dylan, Donald, Isabella. Your mom is going to post Malone. <laughs> Mama's I guess going to have to buy two extra tickets so we can all go. <laughs> Try to win some tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow or morning. again today. Oh, yeah, we're giving them away. We're, yeah, 1210. Set your alarm, okay, Stephanie? <laughs> yes, I will. Cause it's, it's, it's like right before my daughter's birthday, so oh, it'd be perfect. like a wicked birthday present. Oh, oh, no kidding. Well, congratulations, Stephanie. Say hi to all your kids for us. Have a great day at school. And, uh, yeah, we'll do it again. 1210. Holly and Nira. Virgin. She did something in his kitchen. Things have never been the same. Oh. She did something. In his kitchen. Now, the relationship has been off. She feels it. My girlfriend, has wonder, she's wondering, has she, has she gone too far? Did she go too far? Dating this guy and uh, hanging out at his place a lot more now. And then she did something. <laughs> she reorganized his snack cupboard. <sighs> too much? Yes. <laughs> is it, is Control it, freak. It's not a good... She just... She Don't thought, try to change him. She thought she was... Try, she wanted to be helpful. No. It was an all-over disastrous mess. Doesn't matter. So she organized it. So it made a little bit more sense. Nuts, uh, the beef jerky, um, and then, you know, chips versus candy versus chocolate. Because it was all just kind of thrown all over the place. Okay. Jealous of his snack drawer, first of all. I know. It's insanity. Secondly, No. She and failed. She reorganized, and he's like, um, oh, you, okay. Even though it's easier to find things, he's acting all like, uh, I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm with him. I'm, uh, I can't. I'm with him. I'm with him. How dare you? First of all, don't try to change me. Uh-huh. Go away. But it wasn't you. It was the cupboard. You didn't ask. Okay, she didn't ask. What else have you done that I don't know? Why don't you just like me for who I am? Yes. Dump her immediately. He's trying to be helpful. <laughs> trying to be like, oh, like, he'll notice, like, look, what she's done. Oh, that's so nice. It looks so organized now. But things haven't been, they haven't been the same. They have not been the same wow. since she did this in his kitchen. And now she doesn't know if she's ruined everything forever. Now, I got to know, what's the real reason she did it? Oh, she was, it was driving her crazy. 
Because mm-hmm. when she would open up the cupboard, things would just fall at her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, okay, well. Nice. When chips fly at you, <laughs> you eat them. Lean in. Guilt-free. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Do you hide it or do you show it? I'm talking about the Evite guest list. You know, you get an Evite, right? For like a party, whatever, coming up, birthday party, whatever. Yeah, shouty. You, you click on, <laughs> shouty. Mm-hmm. And you click on the Evite and you right away, first thing I always do, who's on the guest list? Of course. And then you click it and they're like, it's hidden. You're like, oh my gosh. Ay. More and more and more and more. This is the thing about blocking the guest list. I can't stand it. But I do it too. You I, do? Yeah, I do it to people all the time. I need to know who's coming, who's been invited to your event. I also, and this is for adult and kids parties. Mm-hmm. Every party, I need to see the guest list, please. I, I agree. It, and I don't know why I then do it to people. I think because it's been done to me so many times. So I'm like, is this nice the thing? spite? Not that it's spite, but is this the etiquette? Because it's happened so often. And then I always have to contact the organizer of the party and say, hey, by the way, can you give me an idea who's coming who's yes. not coming because try and figure out a few things like if we want to go in on a present together possibly if you know we want to get uh, a ride together yeah you want to figure out carpooling or yeah. if, you, if, if I'm coming from South Surrey and the event is Vancouver then I need to know can I Uber with someone or not Uber with someone you want to know these things ahead of time who can you talk to the party with about? that's like, my number one thing is like who can I be like so are you going yeah what are you going to wear yes right and if you're like hey you're going on Friday they're like to what you're like it's over Yes. It's kind of a courtesy gesture to let us know who's on the list. So why then? Do you hide it, Nira? Uh, I told you why I hid it. I started hiding it because people were hiding it to like from me. So I thought that was an etiquette thing. So I started hiding it. Huh. Right? No, wrong. No, right. No, I know it's wrong. But I, you understand why I started doing it. Sort of. Because I thought that was the thing. Peer pressure. Yeah. Uh, etiquette pressure. I don't know, but it is quite disturbing. If you're about to have any kind of get together this summer, it doesn't even have to be a party, like even a barbecue. Let people know who's coming. Show me who's coming. I'm not having one. Not yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't get invited. (laughs) Thank goodness. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. What's the winning mantra? Mantra is probably how you've also heard it. I'm like a mix. I'm like mantra. Mantra. But I like how you say it, like a real legit Indian. Mantra. Pretty. It's very old school. It's Sanskrit, actually. If you go back to India, it's very, very old school, like 5,000 years old when you really talk about what a mantra is. But kind of a new age version of a mantra is typically a positive phrase or statement that you use to affirm the way you want to live your life. Give it motivation, encouragement, a need to focus your mind, achieving goals. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what is a winning mantra? Now, this is actually something that our coach this past season was saying to our Vancouver Canucks, you know, Bruce Boudreau. Mm. Bruce, there it is. Bruce, there it is. <laughs> Say it right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the winning mantra. I really like it. You ready for it? Okay, I'm ready. It's not always about winning in the moment. It's about the winning culture. You need to hate losing more than you love winning. Say that one more time, that last bit. What? You need to hate losing more than you love winning. Oh. That was his mantra this season with the Canucks when he joined Bruce Boudreau. So he's saying, don't focus on we got to win tonight. Focus on I don't want to lose. Yeah. Can't stand losing. Yes. And it's also not about winning in the moment, about the winning 
culture, the culture of the win and what it means for the team. Not necessarily always winning in the moment. He's like, everybody coming prepared, that's winning. Everybody focused, that's winning. Everybody with a team effort, that's winning. Do we necessarily win with the goals? Not necessarily, but is our culture all about winning? Are you part of the winning culture? I love that. It's funny that you love that because you like winning. You do not like losing. And you, even when I'm like, well, we didn't lose that, you're like, Don't, that's negative. Mm-hmm. You're focusing on the negative because mm-hmm. losing has a negative connotation to it. Yes. And you're like, we got to win. We got to win. But the fact that I can't stand losing so much is where I get my competitive streak from. Okay, here's I the question. I can't stand losing. It bothers me so much that hence why I want to win. It's really complicated. What do you want to do more? Hmm. Do you want to win or do you want to not lose? Like, which one do I like better? Like, if someone's like, they won or they didn't lose? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, I want them to say they won. See, I'm the opposite. What? Yeah. I We're the winners. Like they didn't lose. Okay, you'd rather people say they're not losers versus yes. they're winners? Yes. Oh, see, I call the loser too much. Me too, actually. <laughs> Friends forever. Holly and Nira.